you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis, and with me, as always, is Devin, getting ready to talk to you about the NXT weekly show that happened on Wednesday. So, yeah, we another NXT, another episode of the Gold Standard of Wrestling. Yes, sir. Um, fun show, for sure. We had a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. uh, the main event uh, included Adam Cole, the NXT champion, defending his title against Jordan Miles, the winner of the breakout tournament. A uh, real fun match there. Uh, we had the opening matchup of the returning Brizongo against yeah. this tag team of Chase Parker, Matt Rebranded Brizongo. Rebranded Brizongo. So lots going on. And that, that's really where we're going to start. Actually, let's just start from the top with this uh, rebranded team up of Brizongo here, uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. So, yeah, they, they came out and they had new music. It was uh, the Sirens basically playing off of their fashion police gimmick that they had going on <laughs> on SmackDown, which I loved. And um, during this whole thing, I was thinking, man, this is so great that, you know, going to um, USA that they're going to, you know, have Brizongo and have this kind of comedy act that for 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 the NXT show on that on that uh, on that Wednesday show, because, you know, for Raw and SmackDown, they have their way of mixing in comedy and all that. But NXT is usually the more serious show. But Brizongo, I feel like, adds an element that I really like, um, a comedy element that I think fits in with them, with their history with NXT. Um, so I think it'll be a nice touch uh, for, for NXT on that show. Um, but real quick, too, just to kind of sum up this, because really the, the main story here was how they were rebranded and they kind of just had this new look with the entrance and everything. Um, and I guess the only thing I miss from that is you can't really do the Fandango uh, dance with this, yeah. you know. So the, the NXT not- crowd still attempted to do it, you know. They, you know, they like the Fandangoing, so they still did it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's still there. It's still there, but it was. It just wasn't. The cue wasn't there for right. everybody to know when to start it all at the exactly. same time. So it'll be a little <laughs> bit more scattered, but that's okay. Um, a little bit of a shout out to this team of Chase Parker and Matt Martell, who I guess they knew each other since they were like three years old or the third grade. I don't remember that part, oh, yeah. but it was something like that. But yeah, yeah. The commentary team definitely put emphasis on that. They wanted you yeah. to know how long they known each other for. When they started off the match with like a hug in the ring, and you know it was like it was an uncomfortable, like it took too long kind of hug that I noticed yeah. Tyler Breeze was kind of looking at them like, uh, <laughs> like he felt awkward about watching them hug for as long as they were hugging. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, and overall, like the match was a it was a fun matchup. Like everybody just kind of there was a, a good comedy vibe to it. Fandango did his whole thing where the guy looks like he's about to do a, a roll up on him, like he. He hopped, the guy hopped over him and was trying to pull Fandango down. And Fandango's acting like he's about to lose his balance. You know, he's like waving his arms, trying to keep his balance while he's mm-hmm. standing over the guy. And then he just kind of stops and he does his little dance where he's gyrating his hips, you know, and he hits wow. him. I was like, oh, man, classic Fandango. Like, yes. this dude's good. So, yeah, and Tyler Breeze, there's a part, too, where, you know, Tyler Breeze always goes on the turnbuckle and he kind of like lays there like uh, Shawn Michaels used to do back in the day. And one of these guys, I don't know if it was Chase Parker or Matt Martell, goes, oh, so you think you're funny? And, and Tyler Breeze is, is shaking his head like, yeah, yeah, I do. I actually think I'm real funny. <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> Just little nuances like that, man. Like this team being on NXT, I think is going to be great. Um, so just real excited for, for what they got going on. They won the match, obviously, yeah. um, you know, in, in pretty convincing. May, it was, uh, made quick work with them. Yeah, yeah. So not too much else to talk about there. I just want to bring them up because it was, again, they were rebranded. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a great showing for them. And I'm excited to see see more of what they got going on. So any any other thoughts on Brizongo? Yeah, man, it was just a, a fun way how they got rebranded, you know, because I know they, uh, I know Fandango kind of teased uh, Tyler Breeze, like, you know, it's time for a makeover. 
So that's how you said it. And this is what it is, man. All black attire with a new theme music, new graphics. So it was all cool. And I like their finisher, man. How they use on the Forgotten Sons on that. Uh, was it pre takeover or after takeover? The, pre, the po- I think it was the pre show of the takeover, show, but it was the next for their show. Yeah, 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 how they do it. So yeah. I, I like how their finisher. It looks stupid strong, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, shout out to the tag teams, man, as well. Their interest was. How they just came up with their arms up the whole time. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, put your arms down. Yeah, what is this? What, what was doing? that all about, man? I don't just know. I don't arms know. up, straight vertical style, just <laughs> like it was no peace sign, no, no, just no number one, like only yeah. Lorkin or, you know, or, what, I don't know what was that all about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it caught me too. I'm like, right. is this supposed to mean something? Like, put your hands up. Like, what? What are we doing? What did. I don't know. It was weird. They, they were just awkward. The team was awkward, was. but in a it very, was. like, you know, comedic way. Like, I just right. kind of laughed with them, you know, and, and at them a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was funny. It was funny. I thought it yeah. was good. Yeah, same here, man. Oh, man. So so that was good. So, again, shout out to Brizongo. It's great to see them back together again as a tag team. And the rebranding was really cool. thought that, that came off really well. Um, before we go into the rest of this card, I just totally skipped over the news and notes part that we were going to do. So um, why don't you talk to us about a couple things, a couple notes that you had caught uh, in the news recently about NXT. Yeah, man. So NXT, when they go live uh, for their first two shows for the 18th and the 25th, I believe. So the first hour will still be on USA. But get this. The second hour will continue on their network, which befuddles me. Like, I I don't get the reasons why they want to do that. Uh, you know, at first when we, I, when we had talked about this before we even started recording, you know, yeah. we was just kind of breaking this down. Like, I, I don't get it. And then we kind of figured out why, yeah. you know, they would do it that way because we looked at the following week like, oh, yeah, it does kind of follow in line with AEW debut. OK. And, yeah, and now so we kind of. Well, for context. So basically the the NXT show, the 18th uh, will be the premiere. So that yeah. one will be the first one where we see. Um, the first hour on USA and the second hour on the WWE Network. So if you don't have the WWE Network, you will not be able to see that second hour. You nope. will have to purchase it or read about it later or whatnot. The 25th also is going to follow that same format. First hour on USA, second hour on the WWE Network. Now, AEW will premiere on October 2nd. That's right. That same week. NXT will actually have the full two hours on USA. So, again, to to Devin's point, we were talking about this earlier. We were, like, both dumbfounded about the fact that, well, NXT, those first two shows, why are they doing those first two shows, like, where they're going to split it up between the network and USA? Like, that just seems stupid. Like, like, you're just opening the door for AEW to, you know, capitalize on that in the second hour if you're going to keep that doing that. But then Devin mentions to me, like, well, you know, they're going to do that for the first two shows. And, like, first two shows, okay, with the third show. And, of course, we realize, oh, that third show show is when a w premieres so competitively it makes sense from that standpoint it's still weird that you know on the 18th yeah. and the 25th they're going to split that up i don't know why you would do that and that might set up people now just saying this out loud again if people are getting used to that for those two weeks the people that don't know that it'll stay on usa might decide like hey i'm gonna switch to tnt for that second hour, since I can't see the yeah. first, the second hour on USA anyway, unless they are very clear about it on that day that, hey, this week we're actually going to stay on USA, they may see, you know, a lot of people switching away from NXT, you know, uh, during that second hour. So that premiere show might get actually helped by the fact that that NXT is being set up in this way where for two weeks people will will see them kind of uh, fade to black or cut off um, at at the at the end of that first hour. And so if if again, you're not following the news and you're just a casual fan, let's say, who tunes into USA and you see this thing called NXT, and you're like, oh, cool, this is nice, you know, and say, let's just say from seven to eight, you're enjoying it. And then it ends at eight for you. You're like, OK, then you flip the channel and you see that, you know, uh, there's this thing called AEW that's happening on on TNT. You could make the decision like, all right, well, I'll just do it this way so I can see both. Let me watch the first hour of NXT and then watch the second hour of AEW and do it that way. Yep. So, yeah, it could be kind of 
something that where they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit yeah. with the way they're setting that up. man, for real. Yeah, but then for the hardcore fans who are really following it, who know what's going on, like in terms of the the scheduling and and uh, and hear about that the second hour will be on USA. If you're an NXT fan, you'll probably you know it won't affect you. If you're an AEW fan, you know it really wouldn't affect you. Um, if you're trying to decide between the both uh, of them, I mean, one way you could do it is to watch AEW. Uh, live on on uh, TNT and then watch NXT the next day on the network because that seems to be the way that they're going to do it is put NXT on the WWE network uh, on those Thursdays now. Um, so that's the way you could strategize around it. I mean, my plan that day is to kind of go and, and, and watch AEW and see how it's going. And I might do a little bit of channel surfing where I flip back and forth between yeah. AEW and NXT. A little, little uh, back and forth, man. Like, all right, commercial. Let's see what's going on NXT. Yeah. Okay. Da, da, da. All, right, all right, commercial here. Let's see what's happening back on AEW. Yep, yep. Like, just to see because I, I think, you know, for me during that time, like, I want to I watch whatever is really catching my attention and, and enter- the most entertaining, you know. So as much as I want to give AEW that attention for their first show, I mean, I also have a strong feeling that NXT is going to come out with something huge yeah. for that show to really compete. I'm sure. And I'm it, sure they are because you got to remember AEW going to be kicking off their first women's championship. Yes, and then I think believe they're going to kick off the tag team championship as well. And that tag team yep. championship at the tag team tournament. Tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you know Chris Jericho debuting, you know, yep. as your champion. Yep. Yep. So, um, and we didn't talk about this at all, but no CM Punk also at, uh, at All Out. So, you know, that's uh, one thing that they won't have on the show to really kind of give it that extra boost um, of, uh, of attention on uh, AEW for that premiere show. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And another thing would be, you know, Moxley, will he be ready for that show because he has the staff infection yep. you know, in his elbow again? So, you know, we'll, we'll see where, where that's going in terms of the Wednesday Night Wars and how, you know, they book against each other to, to try to win over the fans. Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun for us. I mean, we're the ones that'll win in the end because we're going to get two shows who are really trying to put on a, a great right. show to win us over. So I'm expecting a really awesome day of wrestling that day. Yeah, we're um, definitely the winners, man, because we we have some we have an alternative to WWE. Like you know, sometimes we complain or not, and not complain, just vent about the product because they just do you know these asinine, stupid decisions you know on their writing team for no apparent reason. Uh, point taken it will be the king of the ring tournament you know but yeah. you know and now you just give me a reason just float on to AEW now because what you guys doing over there <laughs> you know when you said that when you said stupid i thought of randy orton you know some kind of <laughs> meme where you know for all of the asinine decisions that wwe oh, makes you man. know you just throw up the randy orton stupid <laughs> stupid <laughs> drew mcintyre losing the first round stupid <laughs> kevin owens losing the first round stupid triple threat match you know to decide who goes to the finals from raw stupid oh, yes, like yes. just like there needs to be some oh, kind of <laughs> like meme around that it's gonna man. be a sound clip or something like that that's what i need man <laughs> exactly yes. oh Oh, stupid. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> just after another, just everything stupid going on. Just Randy Orton's voice. Uh, yeah, Baron Corey, yeah. Chad Gable in the uh, tournament <laughs> final. Stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that needs to happen. Jeez, if anybody you know uh, wants to throw that up on YouTube and then hit us up with what the link on it or something, man, please do because that will just be pure gold, man. This is yes. awesome. Oh man! All right, then there was there was a, one other thing that you were mentioning to me earlier on, right? There was another news news. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, Dave Messer reported, and then other like other reporting, uh, you know, websites like Ringside News and all that good stuff. They said so NXT, you know, is going to be a heavily scripted show. So you know, me just looking at that, I'm like, isn't NXT scripted already? Right. Right. And then as I was looking at NXT, you know, this week, and I saw, uh, what's that guy's name, uh, Bronson Reed or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So, and I, when I saw his promo, I'm like, <clears throat> oh, okay, yeah. The way he did it, you can tell it, was, it wasn't it was written. That was just him, uh, you know, just freelancing of, of how he feel about losing in the breakout tournament. And then how he's gonna, you know, bounce back. So, and, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess you know they kind of mix it here and there. Yeah, I mean, I, my my thoughts on this is I feel like guys like Adam Cole, 
Velveteen Dream, don't script it. Let let them do their yeah. thing because they yep. know how to speak. They know what they're they know their characters. They mm-hmm. are invested in their characters. So don't mess with that. Tommaso Ciampa, you know, don't script it. Um, certain guys, I think, need the scripting because if you don't give them the script, they just aren't good at being able to just ad lib and keep it interesting. Um, you know, and sadly to say, I hate to pick on her again, but I think like someone like Bailey, honestly, you know, could benefit from a good script versus just going off the cuff. You know, based off of what we saw on SmackDown. Oh yeah, you know, I just feel like yeah, it, it, she that one felt like it wasn't scripted, and she was trying to just like go with what what her heart was telling her to do, and it just didn't work. I, I, I didn't. we both talked about how we just yeah. weren't, weren't really feeling. She that. wasn't connecting. Like it no. didn't. What you were saying wasn't matching your emotions. Right, right. So I think in certain situations, there's especially in NXT because you have so many developmental uh, characters yep. that it makes sense to script it for some of them just to make sure that they just to help them out and help them along as they continue to develop you know who they are and figure out who they are so in nxt i'm okay with with it being scripted for some of these guys like jordan miles for instance he's just starting out so it would make sense to script it for him um other new guys like even on this show you had uh tynera conti and kona reeves who are part of this like they i still i feel are still trying to figure out who they are so if you're going to script it for people like that cool but like you know matt riddle for instance i feel like he kind of has his thing figured yeah, out he knows so, who he is yeah so scripting it for him would just feel kind of weird yeah. um and you know what to be perfectly honest with you a guy like johnny gargano i'm a little bit torn on him whether or not it should or shouldn't be scripted because i feel like his in-ring wrestling he's there he knows his character yeah but in terms of his promo work i feel like there's times where he does a great job and other times where i don't think it totally has the impact that they're looking for so for him it's kind of like maybe you do still script it a little bit like his promo work that he did against adam cole i thought was amazing like that was awesome like he spoke from the heart and it worked and i think that story was just so um it it was well well thought out and well planned like especially in the the sequel to their matchup in the third matchup that you know it just came off right um whereas sometimes i think with johnny gargano it's just like He's banking on the underdog story. But when it's not the underdog story, like, how is he going to be there? Like, heel Johnny Gargano, I felt like I was a little bit torn on his promo work there. But face Johnny Gargano against Adam Cole and face Johnny Gargano against Tommaso Ciampa, there's just so much emotion that he just came off really well. So, it's, it's, I mean, they, they, with what we see, you know, I feel like I'm torn on him specifically, but there's certain guys where I just say, yeah, 100%, man, you can't you can't script it for him. Adam Cole being one of them, like, I, I, it would be a shame to tell him how to present his character because he's been, yeah. he's just has it locked in, man. He does. So don't, does. don't mess with that. Right. Because even when he was in the indies, it was, he didn't, he didn't change anything. He yeah. didn't change that one thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's still Adam Cole, so... It's going to be interesting, like how they're going to do. You know, I'm definitely going to probably be watching this with a with a close eye, man. You know, yeah. when they uh, debut on live, because since they since they now they're going to be heavily scripted. So I'm going to probably be uh, paying attention to this very closely now. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, so let's let's move on to the next matchup that had happened after Brizongo and and their matchup with the Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Actually, before that, there I got a note here about Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Ooh, uh, there yeah. was a there was a segment that they showed with Io Shirai just going to town on Candice LeRae with a kendo stick, Man. just laying into her, beating um, her ass. Yeah, she she was not holding back. Um, right. Io Shirai just this version of Io Shirai just love. What she's what she's doing, um, and you know I'm not gonna keep harping on Bailey, but this is how you turn a face uh, who's lovable into a heel and just like shed all of that old stuff away and turn into some new character that people can just say, "Wow, like what are we watching right now? This is amazing." So you know, just really love what Io Shirai is doing, and Candice LeRae, man, this is great for her too because she's got a real storyline with you know real emotion that's yes. getting built up here so i i I am excited for the next iteration of the story now it was announced later on in the show that there's going to be a triple threat match for next week's show yep which it's going to be now now i'm trying to remember everybody io shirai is going to be in there yep bianca belair is going to be in there and mia yim is that right that's right that's right so that when i heard that 
I mean, I think my first reaction was, um, I think I felt like somebody was missing from that from that conversation. I'm trying to remember who I was thinking of. Um, it was it Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. I think it was Candice LeRae that I felt like, wh- like well, how come she's not in it? Maybe it should be a fatal four way so that they yeah. can continue what's going on with Io Shirai and her. Because now I'm just anticipating probably Candice LeRae is going to jump into that matchup somehow. Oh, actually, no. That it, well, Candice LeRae also, but uh, real. Oh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea yeah. Ripley. That's yeah. what I was thinking about. Yep. I was like, wait a minute. Rhea <laughs> Ripley is the one that had the promo with Shayna Baszler just last week, and you know I'm real hyped up about that. So. You know, I was a little surprised by that. But what's probably happening here is this is going to be kind of the in-between feud before uh, War Games. So yeah. by War Games, it'll probably be Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. Whereas now they're just going to have maybe another feud for Shayna Baszler in the meantime, just building up to that. To, to well, that. they have a match scheduled for next week, NXT. Right, they they do. So that I question whether or not that's going to have a clean finish. I probably, doubt, I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So probably something's going to happen. Yeah. To to where there's controversy, and then uh, Shayna Baszler is going to have a matchup against one of these other women, and then that'll get messed up somehow, and then that'll bring Rhea Ripley back into the fold into the storyline. So I think this is kind of like a slot filler situation uh, versus maybe one of these women actually having a chance to beat Shayna Baszler and become the new champion before we get to to War Games. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Man, I'm definitely excited. So when, you know, when William Regal uh, announced, I was like, ooh, okay. But I did think, I'm like, man, Rhea Ripley should get in there. But if they're just saving that for like a one-on-one, I am fine with that. Yeah. You know, I'm fine for them just having, pausing that storyline and let them, you know, get their, uh, you know, figure out the number one. And then, you know, know, Shanna Baszler, get them out the way. All right. And then we get right back to Rhea Ripley. Because I love how they even showed that promo of her just being a badass. Basically yeah. being uh, uh, Shayna Baszler, but in the UK, though. Yeah. That's all it was, man. And I love it. I'm like, oh, man, she's finally going to get a taste of her own medicine, man. So I cannot yeah. wait. They're just, oh, man, they're just teasing me right now. I want to see it. I love Rue Ripley. I love Shayna Baszler. I'm ready for that matchup. I'm okay with yeah. the, the in-between and, like you said, the break. And I'm going to enjoy this triple threat. I mean, the triple threat is going to be awesome seeing, you know, EO versus Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair. All three women who have already gone against Shayna Baszler have been beaten by Shayna Baszler. That's kind of an interesting uh, uh, fact about that matchup, too. But, um, you know, all of them kind of, like, having a, a real chance at being like that ne- that replacement, like that next person who could step up for Shayna Baszler. Um but Rhea Ripley really feels like that woman. She feels yeah, like the person does. that is going to take that spot. If she moves over to NXT full that time, chick. yeah, she's that chick. She's that chick. That That is someone who I just have so much respect for. And, yeah, Shayna Baszler's in for it, man, when they go one-on-one. Like, that, that, is, that is a great, great matchup. Like you said, a taste of her own medicine for sure. It's like looking – it's like a mirror – they're mirror it images is. of each other. It is, For man. real. <laughs> it, it, it was literally no different. Yeah. yeah. I just love it. I can't wait. So, yeah, yeah. definitely um, everything they're doing. And I think what, what's also good about them not having Rhea Ripley – um, in that matchup is it kind of would become predictable, I feel like, if you put Rhea Ripley in there that, oh, Rhea Ripley's yeah. going to win that match because, yep. you know, clearly she's the only one that she hadn't faced yet. So it makes sense for Rhea Ripley to win. Um, but in this way, it kind of throws a little bit of a curveball in there like, whoa, she's not going to be in the number one contenders matchup? Like, what's going to happen? Um, maybe they're going to do something different. You know, maybe Io Shirai is going to win and then get the belt soon. You know, for people who... Um, are are you know wanting to see EO win the championship? You kind of give them a little bit of hope there, yep. but it's it's kind of like a red herring a little bit for you know to take attention away from Rhea Ripley and then then bring Rhea Ripley back in to to just make it more more shock value, more surprise added to the whole storyline. I like the way they're doing it. It's a less it's a non linear way to try to tell the story, and I actually appreciate it. So. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Same here. I, I, I just I, I just can't wait. So if they're just gonna put this on pause so it can let it build some more, have at it. So because because I'm definitely uh, I could patiently wait for this. 
Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, they had a matchup between Velveteen Dream and Kona Reeves. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. So I want to talk about this little this segment, all right, because it kind of piqued my interest. My my uh, 3D perspective was going off. My senses, spidey okay. senses were tingling. So okay. Miles and Keith Lee are shown arriving to the arena. Kathleen, uh, Kathleen, oh, was it Keith Kathy Lee? Kelly? Oh, yeah, Kathy yeah. Kelly. Okay, Ke- yeah. Stops on the way. She asked Jordan how he's feeling. He said he admits he's nervous. But it was Lee how he kind of said it none, kind of subtle. He said, he was like, man, you only been here for a couple months. He already has a title shot. What do you got to be nervous about? I was like, oh, hold on. Is, is Keith Lee might be going, He, he will he be going heel? Because he, he, the way he just kind of said it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he had some strong losses, too, back to back. Yeah. And I'm like, he could, and, and his gimmick, you know, it could easily be, it could easily be a heel gimmick. You know, bask in my glory. Yeah. That can easily be, uh, you know, he can keep everything the same. It would just be more, it'd just be more of him just, t- you know, just amped up a notch, but just heel now, man. And, like, I wanted to, did you see anything like that? I did get that feeling when he said that line about, you know, you just got here and he leave for, you know, a, a while now has been talking about, you know, he's felt a certain type of way about not getting opportunities. Um, you know, they had a, uh, an interview with him. I want to say maybe a month ago talking about this uh, prior to him. Uh, losing to Dijakovic and uh, the other guy, the the Arrow guy. What's his name? Uh, the, Damian uh, Priest. Damian Priest. There you go. I just <laughs> call him Arrow guy. guy now, man. I, I am not a fan. So, yeah, prior to that oh, Damian man. Priest matchup, then he said he was going to use that as kind of a launch pad, and he lost. And then he fought Dijakovic, and he lost. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it follows that trend. And here, yeah, you got a point. You got a point where – you know, you, you've got this this guy, Jordan Miles, who, you know, he's been in the company literally like two minutes and he's fighting Adam Cole in the main event for the NXT championship. But the opportunity that, you know, at least on NXT television, Keith Lee has never had, um, even though they did show Keith Lee, I guess there was like a house show or something because in Adam Cole's uh, promo video or his video for uh, building up to his match with Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. one of the guys that that Adam Cole face on the Bay Bay Championship Tour was Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Um, and it seemed like it was for the championship, but, you know, they're not really counting that as an opportunity, I guess, for the main story purposes. So, you know, here, it's basically Keith Lee's been passed up since he's started here in, in NXT. So, yeah, that line, you know, really did strike me as, okay, you know, it's a hint at maybe a little bit of uh, jealousy or, you know, just yeah, him kind man. of feeling. There's some subtle like, jealousy right there. Yeah, slighted and, and yeah. seeing Jordan Miles and being like, him? You? Like, what? Like, man, please, stop talking. I don't want to hear about you. Right. Like, what you nervous, nervous about, man? You yeah, I haven't got an opportunity. Right. <laughs> you nervous? Man, shut up. Like, you know, like, just. So I did I did feel that for sure. I, I see where you're going with that, and, and it makes sense. Now, a heel turn, um... I could see it working. I feel like Keith Lee is so over right now, though, with the fans that it's 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 hard for me to to look at it and say you you end that you know and and try to get Keith and try to build up Keith Lee in a heel way when he's so you know popular with the fans. But I think also too it it makes sense. I can I can see it both ways basically. Um, if it's me doing this and and. I guess I, I probably wouldn't turn him heel, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like you can build up Keith Lee as one of the biggest faces, especially with Adam Cole as the champion. Yeah. Like I think like that's more, a more direct way to kind of push him to the championship, uh, to the NXT championship at least, um, to, to keep him as face. But maybe if he's a heel, maybe he goes against Velveteen Dream. You know, when you have a matchup with them for the North American Championship, uh, maybe that's the route that they're going to end up going, you know, with with him, which would also be a great uh, matchup overall. So, yeah, I could see it. I could see that happening. Um, And to your point, he could still do the same exact thing he's doing uh, because that basket, my glory, could just be a cockier way that he's doing it, you know. And and I think Keith Lee has the range to be able to do anything. He come off somewhat arrogant, you know. Yeah. You know, bask in my glory. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he yeah. does, the and then pose. when he's conducting the crowd yes. and they're singing it, and singing it, yeah, yeah, 
I could see it. I could exactly. See it. I think it'll work for him too, man. Because I'm I'm just looking at as he had two major losses. One to a guy who, who you know, who does arrow po- poses, and a, another one the that, arrow guy. I'm just gonna yeah, call him the arrow guy. Arrow guy. Yep. You know. Yeah. 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 Arrow guy. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War reference right there, real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and then he had another one to uh, uh, to his rival, man. You know, which I think that was a hard loss, a major loss for him. Yeah. Even though it made sense with the story, but you know, he had back to back losses when you look at it, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what they do. But um, that's a good call out, definitely around uh, that that comment that Keedley made, and that is definitely kind of an opening for him to potentially turn heel, um, which could totally work for him. So for me, I think that that would probably end up leading him towards. Uh, Velveteen Dream, which ironically, Velveteen Dream is a guy who, yeah, he he started out as a heel also, um, and then just got super popular. And now he's he's kind of a tweener, tweener. slash face, you know. Yeah. So maybe they do the same thing with Keith Lee, where at first, you know, he's like, you know, more towards the heel side, but as time goes on, you know, the fans just continue to to sing with the sing the song and you know just be behind him. And he's just a tweener versus being just so you know a, a heel or a face. Um, so yeah, it works. It works for 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 him for sure. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so speaking of Velveteen Dream, went against Kona Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kona Reeves, the finest. He's kind of a. I don't know. I feel like Kona Reeves is when this matchup was funny to me because Velveteen Dream seems like if Kona Reeves was good or if Kona Reeves was like you know really lived up to his potential. Like, in another world, in another universe, like in the Earth 2 version of Kona Reeves, he probably is Velveteen Dream, where he's, like, super over and he's, you know, North American champion and, you know, he's getting pushed out on couches by two, you know, women, you know, like, the whole thing like that. I feel like Velveteen Dream could have been his gimmick, um, but it's not, you know, and, and just seeing them, I'm like, yeah, this is like, he's going against a better version of himself in this match. So <laughs> I, I just, that's just what I kept thinking throughout yeah. this whole thing. You yeah. know, like, yeah, Ex- exactly. Yeah. He's just got this, they have very similar, uh, everything very similar, you know, like, uh, they're both cocky and arrogant yeah. and just like, you know, have this, this char- charisma about them. But Velveteen Dream does it all better than Kona Reeves does. So he does. He does. That's he's just, he's just a better showman, I think, man. You know, the Dream yeah. just blowing a whole bunch of kisses to him. You know, <laughs> after that early lockup, I just of all, but even before that, he just you know, even when Kona Reeves is kind of just uh, walking in the, uh, he's getting doing his entrance. He comes in the ring and. The dream kind of just pays no mind because he's just shining up his uh, NXT North American title. You know what I'm saying? Kind of just checking himself out. And I got a kick out of that. I was like, oh, man, the dream is just the best at that. <laughs> yeah, man. So overall, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I almost want to get more to what happened after the match. Yeah, I feel that. like that let's was do that because that it was, was a quick that match. Was, That's all it was. Yeah, he yeah. It was just a quick match. It was probably no, probably like five, six minutes tops. Exactly. So what ended up happening afterwards, after Velveteen Dream got the victory, was uh, on the big screen, you see Roderick Strong, and he's like, you know, I know, you know, you basically said I need to do something to get your attention, you know, and trying to, and like, you know, talking directly of Velveteen Dream, and you notice, like, there's, there's some, something's on fire, like, there's, there's this light that's <laughs> reflecting yeah. off of, off of Roderick Strong, like, something's on fire, what, what is that? And the camera just keep, goes, like, widens out a little bit, and you see the shot, and you start to see the flames, and you, you don't quite make out what it is, but as it gets wider and wider, you see it's Velveteen Dream, his couch so you know basically Roderick Strong set Velveteen Dream's couch the same couch he gets pushed out onto onto the stage whenever he's taunting Roderick Strong or someone else you know um, he just set that on fire basically to get uh, Velveteen Dream attention and to to basically call him out for that one-on-one championship match that he feels that he still deserves after not being pinned by Velveteen Dream at the last takeover. So, um, and yeah, Velveteen Dream's face, you know, just seeing yeah. that, just being like, you know, what the, just set my couch on fire, man? Like, all right. Yeah. You know, so um, I oh, liked it. Man. I liked that whole segment like there. Chappelle scene. You know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> couch. <laughs> like, couch. Couch. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. 
yeah, it was that was good, man. I liked it. I liked Roderick Strong doing that. Um, I'm I want to see this rematch. It's going to happen. Um, I guess the only question is, is it going to happen before they go to to USA, or will it be on USA? And that's where this match goes down. Um, and I think if if it does happen on USA, then that matchup that that'll be the one that Roderick Strong wins. I think that'll be that'll be the when they they get that final belt to to make the prophecy official of all of the undisputed era members being draped in gold. Um, oh, and I man. wouldn't be surprised actually if that's what they do on October second. To be honest with you, like that being maybe the main event of that premiere show to go head to head with AEW. And have you know the the undisputed era, you know, achieving their prophecy to go head to head up against uh, AEW's matchup, which is the women's championship match, uh, crowning the first women's champion. So yeah, kind of put that, me in a tough spot, but I might you know have what I'm to, saying. I might have to just go like, hey, hey NXT first though. That's my first love. I gotta right. go there. I gotta check, check out this. Show. If, if, this is the premonition of Adam Cole, and that's my yes. guy. Yes. <laughs> if I'm Triple H, that is what I am doing. Yes. I am. I am. Yes. Putting, because this here, this is what the crowd is invested in, and you will make it real hard for NXT fans to want to flip over to AEW and potentially miss Roderick Strong fulfilling this this prophecy that way like that i i couldn't i couldn't turn away from that as much as i want to see you know aew as much as i want to see the first ever women's champion being crowned that to me honestly pales to to seeing the prophecy fulfilled in roddy versus velveteen dream and north american championship and oh my god like and i and i i had a feeling i said because i think the general feeling for most people that i talked to was Oh, I'm definitely watching AEW. I'm definitely. There's no way I'm not watching AEW. I'll watch NXT later. I'm like, guys, you know that Vince is going to want to try to pull you away from AEW. And Triple H is is the same, especially after Cody Rhodes went and smashed his throne on on uh, that uh, double or nothing. Yeah. You know, like shots fired across the bow. You know, which is fair game for sure. But now this is a way to just be like, hey, yeah, right back at you. Like we're gonna go ahead and try to to dominate your main event with something that wrestling fans across the globe have been wanting to see for ever since Adam Cole mentioned it. Yes. So, yeah, I think that would just be Ever perfect. since he formed the group Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah, they, they it's going to happen. I, I see. At least if, I hope, as as a person who, you know, I'm a fan of both of them, really. Yeah. But if, if I'm booking NXT... I'm trying to shoot my best shot at at this competition. Yep. And if I'm AEW, I might look at that and say, okay, you know, try to see that coming and and try to compete with that too to to really make AEW's main event like hard to watch as well. I don't know. I feel like they need to throw something else in there. And this is what's going to where us as wrestling fans win because now you have two companies both looking at it and saying, oh, they're going to do this. Well, we got to do something even better to really get people's attention. And, you know, that that kind of thinking from them is going to just make the wrestling so fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I can't wait. That that first night is going to be amazing. It is, man. Ugh. The first night is definitely going to be, you know, amazing. You know, shots fired. But in the end, if if Triple H, if he's a well, he is a smart man. I'm not going to say if he is. He is a smart man. He is. He will definitely make this bout, you know, on the debut of AEW. And I'm sorry, AEW. You're taking the back seat. That's that's just the way it is. All right. You know, they after takeover, after takeover of these awesome take they they deserve my love. All right, yeah. they they earned my respect and my love. We haven't seen a, ba- a bad no, takeover yet. No, it, it's Not always one. the the perfect setup. The five, the the, yep. the just the five. That's it. It is. It doesn't get you out. It just keeps you in. There's no bathroom breaks required, which Mm-mm. is crazy. Yep. And and yeah, man, that that's it. But with some, but with the AEW, when we talked about uh, yesterday, it yeah. was a bathroom break here and there that you could have yeah, took. It, it was, was man. You know, it, it was moments that I drifted on my phone. You yeah. know, it was, I just wasn't part of. I just wasn't into the match that much. But with, sadly, one of them was the the number one contenders oh. matchup for the women's championship. Yep. You know, the battle yep. royal was awesome. Yep, and one of them the was the uh, the championship match between uh, Adam Co- not Adam Cole, but uh, Chris Jericho and Adam yeah. Hangman Page. 
Right. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's like you there's just so much trust built up by NXT and Triple H that, you know, I just know whatever that main event is on that show, it's going to be awesome. With AEW, we know that they're going to they're putting their heart and soul into the tag division and they're going to try to give us, you know, a great alternative to WWE in general. But NXT, like this is why, you know, at, at a certain point I was thinking, man, it might even be better for them to go to Monday nights to compete with Raw, even though your point it was was really a smart point about you don't want to compete with Monday Night Football and WWE Raw. Like that yeah. would just be a bad business decision. Oh, yes. But just just hypothetically, though, taking Monday Night Football out of it. If they were going head to head with Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football was not a factor, I think they have a better chance oh, yeah. of stealing my attention from Raw than they do from NXT. Like that that would have been to, to me that yeah. would just be perfect. Cuz first um, of all Raw is 3 hours and then sometimes it could just linger like Yeah. Oh my god, man. I just want I was I want to watch something else. Like I yeah. think that was our case yeah. last week. We was yep. both watching different shows. We were watching mm-hmm. anime. Watching anime, yep, switch yep. from anime, yep. After uh, one of the, the Drew McIntyre matchup and what happened there, I was like, all right, I need to take a break. I'll watch the rest tomorrow. Like, that's just what I'll do. Yeah. But with AEW being there, it's like, okay, I'll just switch to AEW, watch that, you know, be ple- you just be entertained because I know that they're – because probably we'll see an awesome tag team match. You know, we'll see um, um, Kenny Omega, you know, doing just his thing because he's always entertaining. And I just won't have that, that – letdown feeling basically from from AEW right now whereas yeah WWE is just you you constantly more than not you get let down by by what they do in that three hours because it's just so much time and they just don't seem to know what to do with it you know half the time so yeah I feel like that you know hypothetically that could work a lot could have worked out a little bit better I think for AEW but we get it and so now they're going again against NXT which yeah, that's tough. That's tough because NXT is the gold standard for a reason, man. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them. Um, so yeah, that uh, Roddy versus Velveteen Dream match, ooh, that is gonna be good. That is gonna be good. They 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 yeah. are going to bring the house down for sure. And if it's at that that night, uh, AEW's premiere, yeah, backseat to AEW for sure. Yeah, yeah man, I, I love Roderick Strong, especially he was on the Tron. He was like. Hey, Valentin, you said I wasn't ready for the spotlight. Are you ready for the one-on-one experience? Or is, it, is, it, is the dream ready for the one-on-one experience? And the camera just pans out. <laughs> Couch on fire. And I love the dream expression. He just he just threw his uh, belt on the floor. He just had his hands on his head like you couldn't believe what he was saying, man. It was like a travesty. Couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So great. So great. Uh, yeah. Gosh. All right. So, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. But let's move on to this the next matchup that they had. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Tanera Conti. Uh, we've seen Tanera Conti a couple of times uh, in the uh, Mae Young Classic, and she's had a couple of matches on NXT television. I think I've had I have yet to see her actually win a match on NXT television. She won a couple matches in the tournament. I think she was in both the fir- the the both two tournaments that they've done in the Mae Young Classic, and she won a couple matches there. But I don't think she's won on NXT TV yet. And she still has not won because she lost this matchup to Bianca Belair. But she put up a good fight. You know, she had a couple a couple nice spots during this matchup. And I do like her character overall. She's just nuts, man. Like, she's um, yeah. got a lot of fire and she just does. yelling. And she says, Latinas do it better. And she, like, has that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, like, she's got fire, man. I like this. I think she could really be something if they continue to develop her. Um, she's got, like, this martial arts uh, background, she does. Uh, you know, mixed into with their wrestling, um, and yeah, she's constantly talking. So I just, I just think that I can see it. I can see the elements of a superstar in the making uh, with her. But she's not on Bianca Belair's level yet, and they, they made it. You know, they, they had to have Bianca Belair win this matchup uh, just because she's she's been on a, on a little bit of a winning streak to kind of build yeah. herself back Some up back to get that wins. title picture. Yeah. Yeah, so since cause she lost to Mia Yim, and that's part of the reason why Mia Yim got the the title opportunity against yep. Shayna Baszler, right? Yeah, so she's trying to build herself back up again. Um, so I guess my question, because it's less about this matchup and more about Bianca Belair, um, where do we see Bianca Belair going from here? Because that number one contenders matchup, we kind of both agree that 
you know, it's probably at the end of it, no matter who wins that, it's still Shayna Baszler versus yeah, Rhea Ripley at is. the end of the day. It is, right. It, it's it's probably one of these things that's going to be predictable. Like, it doesn't matter who comes out. They're, they're not winning. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's how I see it. And and Bianca Belair, f- future, I don't see her being, you know, NXT Women's Champion anytime soon as well. Yeah. Like, you know, if so I, I don't know. So and, and so I don't know what they're going to do with her, even though, you know, NXT is going to be live now. So maybe yeah. they'll, maybe they'll, I don't know, do like a separate storyline. Now they have more room to yeah. uh, play with. So I, I, I think they can, you know, do some more uh, women's storylines besides just, just revolving around the belt like they did with EO and Candice LeRae. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I feel like at, it's probably going to end up being maybe another Bianca Belair, Mia Yim storyline that comes out of this uh, somehow. Like maybe... It's uh, Mia Yim that pins Bianca Belair or vice versa. And one of the two of them is going against Shayna Baszler. And then the other costs, like, interrupts the matchup when they have their championship opportunity. And then they fight, you know, like they have a feud with each other. Yep. I can kind of see a scenario like that going on because we know that it's going to be Io Shirai and Candice LeRae continuing on. Like, after that triple threat, they're still going to be having their fight. But I think in order to give them something to do, that's another that's one potential way you could do it is to have. Let's just say it's Mia Yim who beats Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah. So now they're they're setting up a Mia Yim, Shayna Baszler matchup and then they have their rematch. And then Bianca Belair is pissed off about having lost to Mia Yim again. And so she comes down and kind of not interferes, but she just is basically her presence is a distraction. Mm -hmm. Shayna Baszler beats Mia Yim again and Mia Yim is pissed that. Bianca Belair even showed up during the matchup. So now she has a bone to pick with Bianca Belair, and then they could start up a feud up against each other. So I could kind of see them going about it that way. Yeah, man. Uh, I I could totally I totally agree with that. And I think that's the way to go it, you know, to go about it. Just just have them do a separate storyline and and that way you can still involve uh, you know, Mia Yim and uh Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see where they go from here from with Bianca Belair. But she got the victory, just adding to her kind of building back up that momentum, which is really nice to see. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, before we get into the main event, any other notes on NXT? Uh, no, man, that was it, man. Uh, that's that I, I wanted to make sure we had talked about that, you know, subtle jealousy that we that I peeped out from uh, Keith, Keith Lee. Lee, man. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. All right, well, let's talk about this main event with your man's Adam Cole, baby, yeah, versus yeah. Jordan Miles, the Black Krillin. Um, so why don't you go to, go ahead and break down this match and what you thought about it? Uh, I thought this was, I don't know if I want to say, if I don't know if I want to call this like a poor man's Voltavort versus Tyler Bate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, right. yeah, just, you know, I don't know if I want to call that. I don't know if I want to do that. I'm not going to do what, that. But what made you kind of go to that matchup? Because that, that that matchup, you know, I would argue that matchup is one of the greatest matches I've seen. It is. Ever. It is. You know, it so is. to that, are you saying that I'm just saying just, is, just for how, you know, Tyler Bate was fighting an uphill battle. So with, you know, Jordan Miles, he had this. Okay. You know, he has a chance. The David and Goliath story. Like exactly. Story, exactly. Okay. You know, okay. and then Adam Cole's just treating him like he's nothing. Like, man, who are you, man? You know, and then, you know, and I like Adam Cole's character right now. He is a fighting champion. Yeah. And I like how the commentary team put emphasis on that. I think uh, when the ref, uh, you know, this is during that match, uh, when the ref had him outside the ring starting to count. And you know, and during and when you're champion, you have the advantage. You have the, you know, you can't be counting out. You, you can't lose the championship on the ring count out. So yeah, he he just could have. He could have did a heel tactic. He just could have stood out there, but he didn't. He he rolled in the ring, rolled back out, restarted the uh, the count, and got Jordan Mouse and brought him back in the ring. I was like, oh hell yeah, man! He wants to prove a point, mm-hmm. Adam Cole. So I love that about it, man. And Jordan Mouse just trying to. Fight this uphill battle, man. Giving, throwing everything at him. So that's why I call. That's why I called it a poor man's, you know, Walter and Tyler Bates match. I mean, I would say it's, it's maybe to me even more of a. I hate to say the poor man's thing and put it in those terms, but <laughs> right. I don't want to like, like. I'm not knocking it, but you know, I'm just trying to compare it to something. I, I guess. I guess it would be like the. 
Gargano Cole, the light version. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kind of how I see that's it. A better, Gar- that's a better word right there. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 the light, the light version, light the, the, the diet version of you know <laughs> of Gargano Cole. Yeah, yeah. To your point, yeah. I mean, you've got the the underdog. You know, the uphill battle. You know, it's like, and he's a positive figure. You know, like the fans are behind him. You know, and then you got Adam Cole, who the the fans are behind him too. But he's definitely more the heel, and he's kind of like at times he's a little. You know, dominant. You know, towards this guy, towards this new guy coming up. Um, but Jordan Miles, you know, when he was in the breakout tournament, I I didn't really see him winning the tournament. I just thought, okay, he was gonna be this guy who was gonna entertain and kind of like let the fans know who he was. And I'd want to see more of. I wanted to see more of him as the tournament went on. But I was actually shocked when he got into the final. I was like, oh my god, like Jordan Miles, they could, they they may actually give him this win. And sure enough, he won it. And so now, you know, then he, you know, challenged Adam Cole. And I'm like, damn, he's he's going after Adam Cole and not like, you know, going after Velveteen Dream or trying to do something else. Like, he's he's going for it. So um, this and his showing in this matchup, I thought he came off looking really great in it, to be honest with you. Um, I really enjoyed his work in it. Um, I think the where I kind of go to is what's the future for Jordan Miles, which, you know, potentially with Keith Lee, maybe there's a I continued so. story yeah. there. Yeah. You know, with, with Keith Lee, just uh, this potential heel turn maybe uh, with uh, him just being like, man, you got this championship opportunity before me. Like, you know, after everything, I, I've, I've long as long as I've been here and, you know, you just coming in so I could see that happening. Um, but I, I just think it was great for Jordan Miles to be able to, to be in the ring with someone like Adam Cole to showcase the skills like that um, and to, to, you know, just just be there and perform the way he did, I thought was great. Um, yeah. Adam Cole, I mean, you know, he just he, he, he looked just like a dominant champion and he's just he so did. great in the ring, man. Like, you know, <laughs> just he just, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about it except for the fact that like he's just he is the guy. He like he is the face of this Ooh, company. Say that again. He is the guy. Say that one. He's here. the guy. Oh, he yes. is. Yes. He's the guy. <laughs> like right now he is the guy. Definitely. Um there's no question about that. So, you know, for me it was just kind of like further like there was no part of me or I I guarantee you everyone in that arena even though they were chanting for Jordan Miles, even though they were they were yeah. trying to, you know, hype him up, not one person at the arena actually believed Jordan Miles right, was going right. to win. It's just trying to, you know, pick this kid's spirit up, spirits up and make him feel good about the fact that he's actually just in the ring with Adam Cole. And to not give up, not lay down. Sure, you're getting your ass whooped, but hey, you know, you're here. Like, you made it. So that's a win in and of itself. So I feel like, you know, with... Anyway, I think just to sum it all up, I feel like Adam Cole came off looking like that the guy, the man, the face of the company. And Jordan Miles, you know, played that part of being that underdog who, you know, everyone respects now. And, yeah, hopefully they're, they're smart about putting him in that feud with Keith Lee going off of what you spotted with the with the whole promo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be the natural progression for him. Uh, you know, him, maybe him and Keith Lee have like, uh, uh, you know, just like a, a respect battle. But it'll turn out that Keith Lee would just I could just see see him turn on him. Like maybe he'll maybe he'll get the best of Keith Lee and he'll lose again and Keith mm-hmm. Lee is just pissed and he'll just start welling on this dude and that's oh, I think I that's I think that's the next progression for Keith Lee, man. Cause I think he'll be I think he's going on another losing streak. Like if yeah, they're gonna do Jordan Mounds versus Keith Lee, I got Jordan Mounds going over. <laughs> because of that. If I didn't see that little, yeah, that subtle, yeah. you know, that that little segment, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, Keith Lee's going over because he needs like a bounce back win. But no, it's I'm just reading this story right now, and that's what I see. Yeah, I mean, I would have a, I think I'd have a little bit of a problem with Jordan Miles being Keith Lee in that matchup. But what I think you could do is have Keith Lee beat him. But for that victory to not be enough for him, like he's just so irritated with Jordan Miles, even maybe even coming close to him. Yeah. And at the end, he just has like this moment of like, like, okay, going back to Walter, because we, you know, he's on top of mind. Yeah. How Walter, he he had a, a sequence where he just snapped and he just chopped oh, yeah. uh, um, uh, Tyler Bate. He like 
backhanded chop, front-handed chop, yeah. boot to the face, yep. submission, like and just like I think in that situation you could you could have Keith Lee do something like that and just take Miles out at the end and just because he's so irritated with you know the athleticism of Miles and the fight and the no quit attitude of Miles that he's like you know what I'm just gonna kill this dude right now and then <laughs> after beating him him like you know what no nah, that's not enough he really needs to understand I'm gonna make a point right now and really just go like and cross the line with with Jordan Miles maybe do like a I like a Kevin Owens would do to Sami Zayn where he takes him to the outside and does a power bomb to the to the uh, outside of the uh, ring outside of the ring yeah. yeah like to really punish the, this kid for even thinking that you know he could hang with Keith Lee or for you know just like like trying to humble this kid basically like yeah. you got all of this in this amount of time no 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 you you're gonna I'm gonna put you through it I'm gonna make you feel the pain that I've been feeling from being passed over so you know I'm gonna put you in your place basically right now by beating the hell out of you yeah. so I think that That's is true. the way I could because maybe they can do like a segment that Maybe Jordan Miles would just say something that would rub Keith Lee the wrong way, and he'll take it totally the wrong way. But you don't yeah. see it. He's not going to mention it. You just have a certain look, and then he'll just snap on him during the match. Or, or too, I like that. And yeah. and also, too, uh, with uh, Jordan Miles and that smile that he always does, right? Like, no matter what happens, like, this dude finds what he's always smiling. I can see that just irritating Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. Like, why are you smiling and just wanting to wipe the smile off of his face? Like, oh, you still smiling now? Like, you still smiling now? And just punishing this kid and just yelling, oh, my God. Like, I could, I think that would be another thing, just using something that Jordan Miles does, and, and which is so positive and so innocent. Yes. You know, and just and him looking at this like, you are you are naive, for one. You've gotten too much too soon. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have to give you a reality check right now and just destroys him in order just to prove a point and put him in his place. Like, that just, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, just talking about this gets me excited now. Yeah, yeah. And I to be honest with you, when we started recording, I was not thinking of any of this. Like you you bringing that up like kind of shine a light on the whole Keith Lee heel turn. I wasn't thinking of it like yeah. that. I I noticed a little bit of jealousy, but I wasn't taking it so far as like, okay, he's going to turn heel and then he would have this feud with Jordan Miles, but you know, you brought you brought up a great point. And so now I'm starting to get more bought into the idea of Keith Lee being a heel and having the story progress in that way. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm starting to get excited about it. Like now, I kind of want that to happen. I did, I wanted him to be a face, you know, and go against yeah. Adam Cole. But now I'm like, man, heel Keith Lee, I think could really work. Yeah, so, especially yeah. with Jordan Mouse because he's like the innocent guy, man, just always smiling. <laughs> and so that'd yep. be the perfect guy. And I, I and it, probably the NXT crowd would just go nuts on him, man, because you know he's just that you know because uh jordan miles just have a big smile but he's just destroying this dude and they just probably mm-hmm. just have an asshole chant or something like that man just oh <laughs> yeah oh man that 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 could be good and it would be great for jordan miles yeah. to have a storyline like that just to you know help to propel him also and for keith lee to have a storyline like storyline like that um both guys would win in that situation so i think that'd be great yeah man most definitely great. wow Cool. Didn't see this going that way, yeah. but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, any any uh, final thoughts on NXT on a whole uh, just uh, before we wrap this up? Once again, another good, solid episode of NXT. Uh, you know, like we said, man, it is the gold standard. That's why we saved the best for last. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely um, just an entertaining episode overall. Um, the little bit of Io Shirai we got in the back. I love seeing Io Shirai every time she's she's out right now. Just with this new attitude, it's awesome. The rebranding of Brizongo, which just just was so fun to watch as well. Yes. Um, the new music, the new attire, bringing up the fashion police. Like I can't wait to see those segments again on NXTV, especially when they go live. Um, you know, Velveteen Dream getting his couch set on fire, and Roderick Strong basically <laughs> telling him to f his couch in true Chappelle Show fashion. Oh, you know, man. was really cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, just awesome. Um, yeah, and then just at the end of it, seeing, uh, you know, Jordan Miles uh, just kind of, you know, stepping up and, and getting his moment in the main event against the guy, against the man, against the face. Yes, I'm saying it. Adam Cole, baby. Um, and Adam Cole just coming off being a superstar, a true superstar in this moment. Uh, it was really fighting cool. Champion. And then fighting champion. Yeah, and getting excited about about uh, Keith Lee yeah. as a heel. 
Wow. Yep. Yep. Trying to open it, your it, eyes, sir. It, it happened. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. And I'm loving. It. I'm loving. Uh, it. Bask in His glory. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for our NXT wrap up. So for Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.